0: when we're talking about birth work, I feel like there are so many organizations out there who only who, where it's like white or black, they like exist on one side of the spectrum.
1: Welcome to the happy home birth podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Be honest with me. Have you ever considered becoming a birth worker? Maybe you've toyed with the idea, but you've thought, I can't, I have a baby at home. Or I just don't know how I could be on call all the time and still have the lifestyle that I desire. Or maybe you just don't know how or where to begin. My friend, if you've ever caught yourself daydreaming about supporting other mothers in the momentous occasion of birth, Welcome to this week's episode of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we are speaking with Kylie Banks. Kylie is the founder of BirthWorker.com and is committed to providing doulas around the world with the resources and support they need to ditch their 9-to-5, stay home with their kids, and start living life on their own terms, even without being on call for births 24-7. Kylie is best known for two things, questioning the status quo in just about anything related to birth and birth work, and teaching new and experienced birth workers how to bring their businesses online in a long-term and sustainable way so they don't have to be on call 24-7 for the rest of their lives. This episode is so incredible. Kylie and I are going to discuss how our own birth experiences tend to light a fire in us to become birth workers and how that has played out for Kylie. Now, I want you to be sure that you stay until the end because we are going to be discussing what's coming up next week with the two of us. We have an amazing event planned and I don't want you to miss it. All right, let's jump into this incredible episode. Please remember that the opinions of my guest may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa, and this show is not medical advice, it's an educational tool, so continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Kylie, welcome back to the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
0: Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot that I have been here before, like several years ago, so thank you. It's been a long time.
1: It's been a long time and you are in such a different place. <laughs> and honestly, it would be so fun. We should definitely link that episode in the show notes so people can go back yes. and see where was Kylie? Where is she now? Oh so much gosh. has changed. <laughs> uh, but, but would you mind just for, for those who don't know who you are, would you take a moment just to introduce yourself and your family to the listeners? Yes,
0: absolutely. So my name's Kylie Banks. You might have seen me on Instagram at The Autonomy Mommy. And I started as a birth doula about five years ago. And really, like maybe three and a half years ago is when I shared my home birth story on the podcast. And uh, really in the last three years, that's when I've put everything into my doula business. So before that, I was kind of just, you know, it was a side hustle, a side passion, but I wasn't taking it seriously. And about three years ago, I started taking it really seriously, and it just exploded. So I am a birth doula. I do childbirth education. And then recently, in the past two years or so, I've shifted a little bit, and now I mentor new doulas. And I do that for brand new doulas, but also for experienced doulas who just need help growing their business. So Mm. that's a little
1: bit of a sprinkle of what I've been up to the past couple of years. That's incredible. And yes, I do feel like that episode aired right before you kind of were like, you shifted and just went. (laughs) You just went to the moon. It's really, really cool to watch.
0: Oh my gosh. And you know, it's so funny because I had the passion, and a lot of people listening to this, you have the passion too. I mean, if you're listening to every single episode of this podcast, you are a birth nerd. You are obsessed with birth, Uh, whether or not you've ever thought about becoming a doula. So that was definitely me me. I used. Being interviewed by you as like the the gasoline to like light my fire and uh, yeah I wrote it as as far as I could and I really didn't give my ex- myself an excuse to like give up or lose
1: or stop or anything like that and yeah I just hit the ground running and boy it, it paid off. Mm, gosh, I'm so excited to dive into all of this because there really is so much to unpack. But let's start from the very beginning. So you you became a doula. Why did you become a doula? What was it that happened to you or what was going on in your mind to encourage you to step into the birth world? Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. I'm one of those weird people who actually became a doula before I even got pregnant ever, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. I, I sometimes feel like a unicorn, but to be honest, now that I'm training doulas, I actually realized that maybe even like 30% of the doulas I train don't have their own kids, which is very cool. But back then I felt like a unicorn for sure. But you know... I had gone through basically my entire 20s knowing that I was destined for something amazing, like knowing that I would really impact people's lives, but absolutely not knowing like what capacity that would be in. And I love telling the story of I used to be a hairstylist and yes, like doing hair is so fun, uh, but I mean, doing hair is like peanuts compared to birth work. Like you're making someone feel good, yes, about their hair, but it's like you're not watching like life, you know, come into this world. So I was working as a hairstylist for a decade and I really just had a lot of anxiety actually going to a job that was like sucking my soul from me. And really what I know now is that it was just my body essentially telling me, you know, I'm destined for greater things. And I I stayed in the cycle for a while of like hating my job, knowing I want to do something different, but having no clue what it is that I want to do. And I would actually go down these rabbit holes of like, I'm going to become a fitness coach and I'm going to become an anxiety coach and I'll be a life coach and like all of these things. And for some of them, I even like went and put together like an LLC, but for none of them, did it go anywhere? Like I always would get so hyped up, so excited and then do nothing with it. I was probably scared of putting myself out there, but a little bit of this too is a little bit divine, right? God was saying, Nope, you still haven't found it, Kylie. Like keep looking. And, uh i got to the time where i had met my partner I, we were starting to talk about you know having children and i started listening to podcasts honestly podcasts like yours uh and other other more uh i would say more status quo podcasts that i now don't really align much with um but i was listening to podcasts and i heard someone t- say the word doula at one point and i was just like what is that how do I become one? And it was really cool because I feel like doula almost like encapsulated all of these other things that I wanted to do, whether it was a mindset coach or an anxiety coach or a spiritual coach, a, even like a physical trainer. I feel like birth is such a physical event too, that it encapsulated all of those things. And the second I heard the word doula, I mean, it changed my whole life. I went down the rabbit hole. I did all of the things that quote unquote, you're supposed to do to become a doula, immediately signed up for a training And really, like the rest is history.
1: Mm. Wow! Yeah. So, and that in terms of when that was compared to when you had your daughter, what was the timeline for that?
0: Yeah, it was about. I would say it was about about a year before I conceived. Actually, maybe a little less than a year before I conceived. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that this was before because I was the same way. I. Became invested in the birth world. I feel so fortunate for that to have been before I had my own because then I was able to give birth at home. Like I knew about the resources. I feel like that is something really special that I look back on. And everybody's story is different in how they learn about, you know, just this this new paradigm uh not only of you know giving birth at home but also supporting others in their journey to give birth um but the fact that it did happen on the early side for me i i really count as a cool thing yeah you know becoming a doula
0: is like the greatest childbirth education i swear <laughs> like yep. i didn't take i didn't take a childbirth education course uh yours did not exist at this point and um yeah i i became a doula instead which was very cool mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, so let's talk about, you said about 30%, you think are people, moms who have like found out about this before they've actually become pregnant themselves. What about the other 70-ish percent? You know, there are all kinds of different birth stories. So what do you think it is about a birth experience that leads mothers to this concept of wanting to support other women in their birthing experiences?
0: Oh, yes. I actually feel like that. Let's just say that other 70%, I feel like it's actually pretty split evenly between women who had a phenomenal, ecstatic, amazing, autonomous birth experience and they want to help other people have a birth like they did, or women who had a birth experience that they really left it and they just felt like underwhelmed, for lack of a better word, maybe traumatized more likely, and they actually want to help other women avoid the kind of birth that they had. So it's a really, it's a really fun and interesting split of all these different kinds of women who are drawn to birth work for, for very, very different reasons. Um, But yeah, two of the other ones I see it's, I want to help people have the birth I had, or I want to help people avoid the birth that I had.
1: Yep. Yep. I feel like I've seen the exact same thing. And even just like in in podcast interviews of how so many, and I will say so many mothers realize like they realize that there's a disconnect. You know, I think that a lot of the issue is, is birth traditionally was such a community event and we were seeing it constantly. Like, you know, you're, you would see your mom give birth, your sister, your cousin, your aunts, you're in this hub and you're seeing birth happen. Now we're all so siloed that we don't get that experience as much. And so then these mothers, we give birth and whether it is ecstatic or whether it went wrong in ways that we weren't expecting or we didn't enjoy the way that it unfolded and we want to support someone else, it's it's kind of like that that pull, right? That pull back to that community experience that we're, it's like we're all being drawn magnetically back to this idea of community birth.
0: Oh, I love it. Yes. And you know, it's interesting. I love that you say community birth because that really is like the foundation of birth work. I I absolutely think it is, but we could get into this too. There are so many reasons actually stopping people from getting into birth work. And something interesting I see a lot is that a lot of times people, they give birth themselves and then the fire is lit. They're like, oh my gosh, I want to be a doula, but I just gave birth. Like I literally have a a brand new newborn. Like what? How am I supposed to do this? How I don't even you know who's going to watch my daughter, my my son? How am I going to do this? How am I going to attend birth with a co-sleeping you know breastfeeding newborn? And so that's one of the several reasons that I see people actually not jumping into birth work, Mm -hmm. which is very fascinating. Um, And yeah, a a lot of people put it off because they have this idea that you know, birth work has to happen one way or being a doula has to look a certain way. And that's actually one of the things that I love shaking. I, I love shaking up industries as a whole. Like what? everything I do, I love. You? <laughs> yes, me and you too, right back at you. But um, yeah, I mean, when I came into the world of birth and I became a doula, I definitely like shined light on some things and and you know shook some things up. Same with you know teaching doulas. Is that there are mm-hmm. so many ways that we can impact people's births beyond just supporting their birth in person. And actually, I know this from like a personal level, right? So I did not hire a doula for my birth. You can hear all about my, my birth story on, I think it's episode 98 of the Happy I think you're birth right. podcast. I think you're right. I think you're right. Cause I just looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. Um, but I did not hire a doula and I do not regret, regret not hiring a doula, but that doesn't mean that like nobody else impacted my birth. Like you better believe Caitlin had a huge impact on my birth just from listening to her podcast. And that's just like one very small example, but you know, some people don't need extra hands at their birth. Some people want to hire someone who lives across the world. There's there's a ton of ways that we can support people beyond just supporting birth in person. And so that's one of the things I say when people come to me and say, "I want to be a birth worker, but I just had a baby and I don't know what to do." It's like, okay, step one: open up your mind about like what a doula should be or should do or what they're you know, what services they should offer, get rid of all of that and just, you know, build a career that fits with your lifestyle, whether or not, you know, you wanna be on call. Cause you know, something I believe, and I'd love to hear your take on this. I believe that every birth worker, every doula is going to come to a point where for one reason or another, they don't want to attend as many births in person. That could be a vacation. That could be a giving birth themselves. That could be they're burnt out. And what most people do at that point, what most doulas do is they say, oh, guess I can't be a doula anymore. Guess I'll go back to work work at my other job. Guess I'll just, you know, stop doing this. And that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see people thinking birth work has to like happen
1: one way. Have you seen that too? Oh my gosh. Yes. And and to be frank, it's one of the reasons I love what I do. <laughs> because I I was the same. I I was studying to be a midwife. I was apprenticing and and for me at that time in my life, being on call was not what I wanted to do. And so that's actually why I did pivot and created the podcast and created Childbirth Education and, yeah, made something different that was still serving people. That's the that's my goal is to you know, serve women and support them. And so, yeah, that's a perfect example of that, Kylie. That's really great. And I would like to say just hearing you talk about this, it's so clear that you are so good at mentoring others. So when did you go from working as a doula to actually shifting and like making that very intentional turn to nope, like it's time for me to pour into the doulas? Oh
0: my gosh, I love this story because it's actually not it didn't actually click for me right away. I didn't actually realize that I was a good mentor or I even liked mentoring. You know what I did is okay, so I'll I'll go back just a little bit. When I really decided to go all in on my doula business, with that, I decided to also build an online business as well as in person. So I did all of the things. like I got the business coaches. I took the courses on how to grow my Instagram. I hired the mentors. And the mentors always told me, like listen to what your audience wants because they're going to tell you what they want from you. And so uh, at this point... at the the point of the pivot, I already had a very successful, really low cost ebook that sold, you know, thousands of copies. It was phenomenal. And I also had a birth course called Autonomous Birth Academy. And I had launched that several times over the past year uh, when we were, you know, this is still a few years ago when we're talking about this. And I got to a point where I'm like, okay, what's next? Kylie, what's in the pipeline? Like, what are we going to do coming up? And what I did is I polled my audience. I said, hey, Instagram. At this time, I had probably 20,000 followers. I said, what do you want from me? And I swear, I would say like 90% of the people said that they wanted some sort of doula training program. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: remember thinking to myself, just like, oh, why? Like, I do not want to do that. That's like such a big thing to tackle. Oh, I don't want to like bite off that. Like that's way too much. And I remember going back to my coach and I said, "Hey, coach, like this is what my audience wants from me. There's hundreds of them, and this is what they want." And my coach says, "Just do it one time. Just do it one time. See if you like it. You never have to do it again. Just, just do it." And um, I set a goal for myself to have to mentor 75 students that summer. And I did a a pre-sale six months before the course was going to start. And I sold 75 spots during the pre-sale. So it doesn't even include like marketing or anything like that. And I was just like, okay, okay. Maybe God is telling me that this is what I should be doing. And uh, it was such a huge cohort that I ran. I ran 150 students in that first cohort, which gave me, uh, I'll just be like so frank and honest with you guys. It gave me the, the financial ability to just Pour my heart into this program. So I went and I hired like the best mentors I could find to coach alongside me inside this program. I hired uh, a bunch of guest experts and guest speakers to come into the program and teach. And I really was able, because of how many amazing people signed up, I was able to pour my heart and soul into this program. And really, like that was the moment. The moment that I had those 75 Pre-orders essentially for our doula program. That was the moment that my my entire business and my, my entire you know time shifted, and now I was giving you know twenty four seven essentially to doulas within my business. So yeah, it was a huge moment for me. That was uh, two years ago at this point, and I have not looked back since. I fell in love with mentoring doulas, spoiler alert. Um, It's one of the best things that I've ever done. I'm so grateful for that coach
1: for telling me, Kylie, just do it once because yeah, Mm -hmm. it changed my life. It absolutely did, and that is that's so incredible when you listen to your you listen to your audience. Even though you were like, I'm not so sure about it, you were able to take what they had to say. And then I think what's so cool about that pre-sale kind of style of doing things is you got to see that yes, these people are invested. They invested, and then you got to make the thing for them that that was perfect for what it was that they wanted. Um, I think that's such a cool way to do that, and how how amazing that that's how that worked out for you.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I was scared because I, when I became a doula, I did a three day in person training where it's like, Just, okay. Even if you're going for, let's say eight hours per day, like two hours of that is like lunch. So really it's like six hours per day. And then we're talking about little breaks. We're talking about, let's go around the circle and say what your name is and where you're from. Okay. Now we're down to like, maybe like five hours per day. And that entire training, which I took a full spectrum training covered conception, pregnancy, birth, Postpartum and bereavement in 15 hours. Like, hello, that is not enough. And so I think, I think what scared me is that I realized that if I want to actually do this justice, like we're talking like this is gonna be a 40 plus hours per week full-time job for six months as I actually got ready to to launch this course and host it for the first time. And you know, doing that pre-sale gave me the validation of. Kylie, you can go spend 40 hours per week and do this. You can go hire the mentors to help you, the the assistants to help you put this together. And I I ended up doing it. I gave Caitlin access to these programs recently, just so she could see behind the scenes. And we were laughing about it a little bit of just like, I mean, we're talking like 200 hours, like on the low end of like how much is in here. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like the Thanksgiving feast. Caitlin said, yep. where you can go in and you can pick and choose what you want. And one of the cool things I love about it is, again, I did the three day in person training. When I left that training, I literally just had my notebook of notes. Like I didn't have any like recordings or videos or voice notes or anything like that. And so it really wasn't helpful. Like honestly, at all, it was nothing. I I went back to time and time again. But what we've created is a, is a essentially a portal of pre recorded courses. Of course, you get like you know, weekly life coaching with me for an entire year also, but all the core content is pre-recorded. So imagine just for instance, imagine you take a doula training program and a year later, you're going to attend your first home birth. Imagine having a portal that you can go and like watch the videos of like how to support a home birth or how to support a transfer just to make sure that you're like good to go and you know what to do in case there's a transfer. Like that didn't really like exist
1: before our program. It was, you had to wing it if you were a doula. Yes, it was 100% fake it till you make it. Like 100%. Yes. I. it's oh, horrible. It, it is. It is. It's. It's. It's unfair to everybody. But I remember with my first doula training, I took like two. The first one, all I can remember from it, <laughs> these like, like scenes of me with my hand in ice water. That's number one. That that taught me all about being a doula. Number two was me squeezing a comb which, you know, these are great things to be able to support, you know, teach a mom, but I don't know if they're like, (laughs) I don't know if they're like highest priority. And then number three, I remember rubbing someone's calves as they pretended to have a contraction. That's it. That's what I got from my doula training. Um, And I think, and I, I would imagine that you would probably agree with me that that is why so many people take these types of trainings and then don't do squat with it. You know, like I want to be a doula. I'm going to go take the training. And then it's like, I can't put myself out there like that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. How am I going to support a mom? I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. So I love the fact that it's like, you've taken something where it's like, listen, you don't have to ask that question. I have all of this stuff for you and you get to, you get to go through and do it in whatever order you want. Go to the things that are calling you, listen and learn in that way. And then the other thing that I think is really important for us to talk about, and it's what I I really admire about you in general, is this idea of autonomy, of sovereignty, of, you know, really being able to hold yourself Accountable and to this, to your own high standard. So, what does that have to do with birth work? Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. Not only does it have to do with birth work, but like it's literally like the foundation of my entire life. Um, I've built this like amazing company and I love our company, and our number one value is autonomy. And, you know, when we're talking about birth work, I feel like there are so many organizations out there who only, who, where it's like, white or black. They like exist on one side of the spectrum, whether that's like, don't you dare attend free birth as a doula because that is so dangerous. You're going to get sued. Everyone's going to die. Or like, you know, uh, only attend births outside of the system because the system doesn't trust women. And if you support birth inside the system, you too don't trust women. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, how about like, instead of all of that, we give every doula and every woman essentially permission to really tap into their their autonomy and make decisions for themselves. And so that's really like the doula training program we created and it's it's funny to call it a doula training program because it's like so much more than that, but yeah. it's called Birthworker <laughs> Academy. Um but yeah, the, the every single video, every th- single step through this entire program, I'm reminding this like core value of autonomy. And so I and, and that's not just autonomy of like how we support our, our clients to give birth, but also like what kind of doula business do you want to create again? Do you want to attend births in person? Awesome. Do you just want to attend home birth or just want to attend hospital birth? I'll ask you why and ask you to like dive into that. But like, hell yeah, like go create the business you want to create. Uh, I mean, I remember attending my three-day in-person training and um, the, the educator that was training us was very much teaching us essentially how to like copy her business. And she was teaching us, you know, what interventions were good, which interventions were bad. And, and I mean, little things, I mean, I'm not even going to say the words on here because I don't want this podcast to get taken away, but just like how all newborn uh, exams, everything should be done. Cause if you skip one thing for a newborn, like everyone's going to die. And really she was create, this was a doula training program. And she was almost like indoctrinating us to like do birth work one way. And that's just not how I do life. It's not how I teach my doula clients. It's not how I teach my, my, you know, birth worker students. Um, So even when I'm teaching, let's just say about like, let's just say like fetal heart monitoring I'm the kind of person who says, Hey, this is what the mainstream system says. And hey, this is what the like the non status quo people say. It's both science, like there's research on both sides. And now I'm going to pass it off to you and say, You are a very capable doula. You have the brain to make your own decision. What do you think? Rather than like parroting one way that like I was taught. So I love that you notice that because I'm very proud that that's the way that I operate.
1: I love that. And, and there's another side of this too, that I kind of want to talk a little bit more about is, so there's that, that autonomy, but also it seems like you really encourage your students to, to take ownership of themselves. Am I like, do you get what I'm saying? Like they have to self mastery. That's what it was called. This idea of self mastery. And I think that that is so critical because then that allows them to go work with people and not be spilling. You know, like Absolutely. all of the things inside of them, we don't have to spill our stuff onto other people. So can you, can you like kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah.
0: You know, I was doing an, another interview earlier this week with uh, a woman named Angel. Um, she's a student of ours. And before she came into Birthworker Academy, she did five other doula training programs and she came into our program really, really specifically because we also teach about business. That's what she wanted. She already had like the whole foundation, right? So she, so she thought, but she actually came in and saw that our very first module or pillar is self mastery, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, Kylie! None of the other doula training programs I taught, I, I took, taught me anything about like regulating myself or my own triggers or like bringing my own baggage into the birth room." And she now says that that was actually her favorite part of the entire program, which is so cool. Um, but oh my gosh, I love that you called this out because. I love to say that the foundation of being a doula is actually self, which, which is so funny because some people are like, no, it's like it's your knowledge about birth or it's your experience or it's how many births you've attended. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think that you could attend a thousand births and you're still not really a good doula if you bring your own baggage to the birthroom. I think you could be the most experty expert in the world, and still not be a good doula if you get triggered at certain things, you know, during your clients' births. And so, yeah, that's where we start. We start with a, an entire module or pillar on self mastery. I love to call it conscious leadership, and this I actually took from a program that I took called Conscious Leadership Group. Um, they're amazing. Everyone should go down that that rabbit hole. But it's essentially understanding your influence on the people around you. And I, doulas can like say all day, well, I don't bring, you know, my baggage into the room or I don't have biases or I'm an unbiased doula. And I actually think that that's a little bit hurtful, maybe very hurtful and absolutely fake. It's not about like pretending that we don't have biases or pretending that we don't have triggers. It's just the awareness of it. The awareness goes such a long way. So I walk students through essentially a lot more, but like the foundation is like a five part system to understanding your own triggers. And by the way, this is going to make everyone not only a better doula, but a better mom, a better partner, a better friend, a better employee, a better boss. Um, it's like the foundation for just like being a rad, awesome human. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where birth work starts. It starts with who you are. So you're not bringing your triggers or your baggage onto other people's experiences.
1: Hmm. Well, let's let's talk about some of these other steps that you were just mentioning. You said that that's step one. Would you mind just kind of sharing what these other steps are? And then I would love to go back and talk a little bit more about this list of things what you've noticed the reasons that people don't go into birth work. So is that, is that good for you? Love it. Let's do it. Yes. So
0: number one thing to the foundation of being a good doula is that self mastery. Something else I wanted to say with that is uh, just reiterating that if you have everything else, if you have all the knowledge, all the experience, all of that, but you don't really deal with your own triggers, you're really not that great of a doula. So like, (laughs) that's absolutely where we start. Um, And on the flip side of that, if you have like total self-control and peace, but you don't know like the stages of labor and you don't really know like about like pain coping skills and stuff like that, you're still a fantastic doula. Yep. Like I, I
1: (laughs) yes, I want you at my birth. Like I want somebody who is calm and has like this peaceful, knowing, confident energy, as opposed to someone who thinks that they know stuff, but like are frenetic in their energy. Yes. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Like I want someone who trusts birth and like more importantly than that, like trusts me to make my own decisions and it's not trying yeah. to save me and is not trying to like, you know, step into this teacher role and talk down to me and victimize me and things like that. Mm-hmm. No. uh, uh-uh. So it's interesting. It's like, it really, it really is the foundation that self mastery. <laughs> and I love that you see it because it could be triggering for a lot of doulas to hear that, especially if it's a doula who's put so much energy into getting all of the certifications and creating like a really big resume and things like that. I mean, I don't think those things matter. I think it, what matters more is like what's inside. Yep. Um, and then, okay, it's not the only thing that matters, right? So I have four other steps that I kind of have built into this like pyramid of like what makes someone a, a, not only a great doula, but a successful doula who, you know, has a, a true career as a doula. So that first step is that self focusing on your own triggers, stepping away from that like hero mentality or like need to save everybody. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we go into more of the like quote unquote normal stuff, which would be like learning about birth. So birth theory. Um, and this is not just like physiological birth, but also like pain coping hacks or mindset hacks. Um, even things like fetal heart monitoring and things like that, interventions, um, pain coping methods, both medical and non-medical, all of the like more normal things that that a lot of other doula trainings try and teach, but again, in 15 hours, how much can you really teach about all of this stuff? (laughs) Not much. And then beyond that, once you have that self-mastery down and you have that birth theory down, then I love going into, okay, what are like the nuances of actually supporting birth? So like the practicalities here. And I mean, we're talking about like the practical, practical, practical. So there's even like a lesson that I go into of like, okay, if you have a client at a home birth who wants to birth in like a blow up birth tub, like where do you set up that birth tub in the house? Because if you're a first time doula and your client is asking you, where should I set this up? You're going to be like, "Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know, like maybe on the third floor, like in the bathroom. Okay. But like the, the bedroom is, you know, the kitchen is on the first floor. So that doesn't make sense at all. Like there's all these like practical things to think about. Um, so of course in our programs, being the like the the Thanksgiving feast, it's not just like how to support birth in a hospital. It's not just how to support a home birth. It's how to support a fast birth and a slow birth and an emergency situation and a hospital transfer and, you know, uh, an unplanned, uh, unplanned free birth essentially. And like all of these different things and that's something that like i don't want doulas to have to figure out on their own i don't want new doulas to get thrown onto the street and just like told, Oh, you'll figure it out. Just wing it. Cause there's also things here that are really like not happy to talk about, but like should be talked about, which are, you know, supporting an assault survivor. There are a lot of women who have had, you know, bad experiences, bad sexual experiences or assault in their life and giving birth can trigger a lot of that. And if you're a doula who has no clue, even like what signs to look for, that's Probably a weird spot. It puts you in a weird spot as a new doula. So, of course, you know, I think that's important. And then once you have all of that stuff, you might think, like, okay, like I have everything I need to be a doula. Like I'm good, I'm great, and I go out into the world. But then this like train hits you, which is like, wait, like how do you actually find clients? Um, And so that's like the fourth pillar that I love talking about is how to really build, build that in-person doula practice and, and put everything that you know into practice. So how to run the prenatals, how to network with other doulas in your area, how to find clients. And then once you do find the clients, like how, how to do prenatals, like I said, but also like how to onboard them. So how do you make sure that you, when you get to a point where you have you know, four clients per month, but everyone hires you like months ahead of time. All of a sudden, you have twenty clients at the same time. Like, how do you know who signed their contracts? How do you know who owes you money? Like, how do you know who whose whose address is where and whose partner's name is what and what are their due dates and what are their kids' names and like where are their houses and like all of these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I had to figure out on my own and. I can't even tell you how many births where I've gotten the call that, like, okay, like I'm in labor. And I'm like, crap. Like, what was her address? Like, I know kind of where she lives, but like, I get my phone and I scroll through my phone, like, back, like, eight months worth of messages, like, to try and find her address because I didn't have these systems in place. So,
1: yep. Caitlin and I you were talking are a systems we... guru, aren't I you? Am. Like, you are so, so good with systems.
0: Yes. We were talking before we jumped on about how uh, Caitlin, like, uh, it doesn't have that part of the brain, the systems brain. And it's just like, I'm yeah, to a fault. I'm a systems person. Like I'll procrastinate, <laughs> I'll procrastinate and just go like build systems all day to support <laughs> me. I I like to call myself, you'll love this, a, a professional lazy person. If you looked at my business, you'd be like, Kylie, like, you're you're the least lazy person I've ever met. But the thing is, is that I like am ahead of the laziness where it's like, okay, I don't want to work that much. So, how do I set the systems in place to like help me so I don't have to work that much? Mm, I'm, I'm I love it. <laughs> Mwah, beautiful. Oh, so good, right? And then again, you've gotten to this place after you did self mastery, you've learned about birth, you've learned about the practical side of supporting birth, you've learned how to like build your in person business. You might think like, Awesome. Good. I have everything to go, everything ready to go. But then like we talked about before, there's going to come a point in your life where it's like, you don't want to be on call as much as you need to be on call to pay your mortgage and pay your rent. And so step five and really like the cherry on top, what makes our, our dual training program and just my business in general, way different is that we teach really how to grow a sustainable long-term business. I don't want doulas to quit and we'll jump into like why doulas don't start and why they don't quit. But I want, I want everyone listening to this who is a total birth nerd. Like not only do I want you to become a doula, but I want you to become a successful doula Mm -hmm. and I want you to do it like until you retire. Like, let's do this until we're like 67 years old um, because it's easy and it's fulfilling. And, you know, we're making the income we need to serve our community in the best way possible. And also like be the kind of moms that we want to be and, you know, give our kids, you know, financial security and all of that stuff. So when we talk about step five, it's Oh, it like it deserves like five podcast episodes on its own. But it's everything from you know being an amazing copywriter to taking care of your finances and choosing your brand colors, write, writing and creating an amazing website. But then also like putting together online offers. So when it comes to like being a doula, a lot of people think doulas just do in-person support, but I love sprinkling in two other like big areas. So beyond in-person support, I think every single doula should do some sort of of virtual support, whether that's like one-on-one virtual coaching or, you know, SMS texting package or live workshops or something like that, and then that that third piece would be passive offers. So a passive offer would be like a pre-recorded online course or an ebook, something where you could sell like a thousand of them in one day, and it doesn't like break anything in your business. Nobody could take a thousand doula clients in one day. No, uh, you couldn't right. even do a thousand like one-on-one coaching clients in one day, but you could sell a thousand ebooks in one day. So yeah, it's it's all of that stuff. It's it's not only how to create those ebooks and those online offers and set up your one-on-one coaching but once you have it set up like how do i do the social media stuff how do i grow an audience how do i actually sell it how do i get into podcasting or blogging or like all of those things how do i really create a sustainable business that i love and one that doesn't like take away from my passion for birth but also like my love for spending the majority of time with my children so mm-hmm. when we i redid my like company values recently and just like the purpose and the mission behind what we do and my mission, of course, my number one mission is that like more moms have amazing birth experiences. Like that is still the core mission behind everything that I do. But beyond that, it's like, how do we help doulas mix their passion with sustainability and, you know, uh, and create a career? not so that they can change the world of birth yes that's great but really so they can change themselves and their family so um i don't want any doula to live in like financial scarcity or to struggle financially i don't want any doula to have to go i don't want any woman mother to go work a job that she hates just to support her family when she could do something like turn her passion for birth like into a career that literally pays her bills Just, you know, by living her passion. And so she can do things like Caitlin and I love to do like, you know, the homesteading and homeschooling our kids and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's something that I could talk about all day, every day, because it's just, I'm so passionate about not just birth, but also business and helping women really like kind of really like have the success that I was able to create for myself. I want that for everybody.
1: It sounds like what you're wanting is in the episode of The Office where Michael is like having to, to navigate. He's mediating, and he's like, "It's a win-win-win. I win too because I like we're looking for a win-win-win. I win, yes. win, win, win here. Like we want. I mean, because the goal is right. Just like you said, our initial goal. What is the reason that mothers want to support other mothers? Like generally, usually, it's not the thought of, I'm going to be a doula because I want to make bank. Like, that's not the initial thought, right? The initial thought is, I want to support these women. I want to either give them what I had, or I want to give them what I didn't get. And I want to help nurture them into motherhood, whatever that looks like. We have that. So we want to focus on that. But then how amazing that this person is so kindly and lovingly wants to do that for other people. They obviously deserve to get all of the good things as well. You know, like it's like t- taking the step back. There is enough for everybody and everybody gets to have something incredible and amazing and wonderful through this type of system. So we've got our win, 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 win. <laughs>
0: I love it. I know. I love that you mentioned that like people don't get into birth work because they think it's some like hack to make a million dollars. To be honest, I actually think that 99% of people, when they get into birth work, they actually don't even think they're going to find success at all. Like I don't Mm -hmm. think I really, not only do I think they don't get in it for money, but I think they get in it and think I'm never gonna make money doing this. Mm -hmm. So it's it's fascinating. And that could be again a whole nother episode on maybe like the money wound or sister wound or something like that. But how cool would it be to, to yeah, have like this like balance where you're you're getting back what you're giving to the community. And not only are you serving your community, but you know, you're serving your soul at the same time.
1: And your family, just like you said, like that ability to be able to do all of those things. Oh, it's just, there is room for this. And I think that in the birth world for so long, the culture has almost been, I would dare say like divisively. So like, no, that's not what it's supposed to be about. Like you're not, you have to sacrifice yourself on the altar of birth work. And why on earth, why in this day and age, Would we feel that way? There are so many ways that we can support others and support ourselves. I mean, it really does sound like, oh, you can have it all. But like you said, there are systems, there are ways that we can go about this where we truly can find that balance that works best for ourself and for our family. Yes, because you know, my thought is that birth work is not
0: one size fits all Birth work birth work is not like let me go copy someone else who's successful because then maybe i'll find success too Like the very first part is like examining your own goals for your life Not your goals for your business. Like what are your goals for your life? How much do you want to work? How much do you want to be around your kids? How much money do you want to make things like that? how much money do you want to make in order to go on vacation, in order to afford self-care, like not bare bones. Like I don't Mm -hmm. care about your mortgage. I care about like you having a life, you know, a fulfilling life that you love and then turn around and then build the business you want to create. So just to give you guys an example, I would say – for most of my students they want to attend about two births per month. They want to do monthly like virtual workshops. They want to do monthly community events like mother circles and then on top of that they want to have something that's bringing in something like passively so an ebook or a pre-recorded course. That I say would say would be like the average or the normal. But we have people who come into our programs who say Kylie, I want to attend eight births per month and I don't care at all about online stuff. Perfect. We have people who come in and say, "Kylie, I actually never want to attend a birth like literally ever. I just want to do, you know, community events." Awesome. Perfect. So what I love about that is that people are not trying to make, you know, their life fit birth work. It's the other way around. It's it's what do you want your life to look like? Perfect. Let's now give you the steps needed and the framework needed to build a career no matter what that looks
1: like. Let's give you the systems to reverse engineer this. <laughs> yes,
0: that's like my brain. I tell people anytime I do a course. At the end, I'm always like, just so you guys know, like my brain is like, I could take a five year goal and literally like break it down to like what does someone need to do literally today if that's their five year mm-hmm. goal, like that big visionary brain. So I tell people like before you join our programs, spend one night map out like what you want to do. Forget like how you're going to get there. Forget all the steps. Forget how much time it's going to take or money or whatever. Just give me the goal. Give me the outcome. And then I do inside of our programs, I do one on one or sorry, small group weekly coaching every single week. And so I'm like, go map out your idea, come to the coaching calls every single week, and let's actually get you set up with the steps that need to happen. And then I'll see you the next week. We'll talk about what you did. We'll give you new steps and we'll just do it like together, together, essentially.
1: Continually. That's amazing. Well, okay. So we kind of gave this little teaser up earlier about why is it that either doulas, you know, don't they don't start or maybe they start and then kind of immediately drop off. What do you think those reasons are? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. This is weird. and I don't think I've ever said this out loud, but I think that about 90% of doulas quit before they actually ever, uh, ever attend a single birth. Mm-hmm. And this is an estimate. Um This is an estimate Because I look back at the people who became doulas with me when I became a doula, and I just look at like all of the people five years ago when I started, how many of us are still in this? And I would say it's like one out of 10 people are still in this. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem there, I hate to like call this out so directly. I semi-hate to call this out so directly, but I feel like that problem is with doula training companies. I feel like- people are not feeling set up essentially to go tackle this, to go even find their first clients. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's why 90% of people quit before they even find their first client. They, they leave and they're like, what, not only how do I support birth, but like, how do I find this client? What do I, do? what am I supposed to do? They're just so overwhelmed. You would mm-hmm. agree. I would totally agree. Yeah. And then yeah. you have this huge group of people who, and this is, I, this again, This is a majority of the people who do start attending births. So let's say 10 people or 100 people take a doula training, you know, one of those three day in person things. Only 10 of them are going to go on to actually attend births. And then from that, there's a big majority there who starts attending births. And within those first one, two, three clients, they potentially witness some stuff going on at births that, like, just wow, it just like hits them like a train where they're like, oof, this does not feel good to me to like witness this and support this and be a part of this, watch this trauma happen. And I feel like that's where a lot of people
1: jump ship and say, you know what, I don't want to be a part of this. Mm. Yep. And what do you think, what is the answer there? Or is that something that you Mm. discuss further? Yeah, I love that. This seems like a funny, weird,
0: backwards answer, but I actually feel like like building an authentic business from day one is going to help that because I feel like what happens sometimes. And I just, this is from, you know, mentoring doula mentoring doulas that I, I hear this on a continual basis of people finding clients who don't actually align with the kind of birth work that they want to do. So, um, for instance, if I'm a new doula, I might go out there and be like, I'll take any client in the world. Like I just need money. I just need experience. Like please anybody in the world hire me. And then it's like, Oh, actually like someone, let's just say for instance, and I'll say myself, like for me, I'm like a no intervention unless I'm dying type of person, which is not like, let me die. Like I had a, a, um, An ovarian pregnancy earlier this year and my ovary ruptured very rare like an ectopic but it wasn't in my tubes it was in my ovary yes i seeked out like medical help like this is not me being like this crazy person of course i went to the hospital got surgery but in general if everything's going fine like don't touch me leave me alone etc if I was a new doula wanting to go to like any birth in the world just because I was desperate, I was attending birth out of desperation, I might go to births where the, the mother is like, give me every single intervention and don't even tell me the reason why because I don't care at all. Like Just give it all to me. Don't care at all. Now, if I went to a birth like that, I would leave probably bawling my eyes out because I know like that's not the kind of experience I would want or I would never do those things to my child and I just had to witness those things being done to that child. So I actually think it starts with you know, building an authentic business to you, calling out your dream clients and serving your dream clients. Uh, there's this whole idea that like doulas should support everybody. Doulas are here for everybody. I don't think that a doula should support everybody but i do think that there is a doula for everybody but i don't have to be that doula for everybody which is a really it takes a lot of weight off my my shoulders when i start to realize that
1: yeah that's very freeing okay mm-hmm. so you have given such a beautiful vision i feel like for what what could be i know like we said at the very beginning there are so many mothers or maybe people who are listening who aren't even mothers yet, but they have this burning desire to support other women. Like that is just something that is just deep in their soul and they want to do it, but they know that like, like you said, like the statistics don't look great <laughs> for for doula work. So, what can these mothers do if they know this is what they want to do? They want to be a birth worker. They want to support women in whatever capacity it feels right in in their heart. What can they do, Kylie? Mm, I love it. First step is is kind of funny,
0: and sometimes people hate me for this because it's mindset based. The very first step is you have to believe that you're capable and that it's possible. That is the first step. I promise you it will not work if you don't think it's going to work. I could tell you that a hundred times out of a hundred. If you do not think it's going to work, if you do not think you're going to be a good doula or find success, you won't. Yes, it's hard to like think that if you don't have any, you know, history to prove that you're capable, but this is like let's not fake it till we make it in terms of supporting birth, but let's fake it till we make it in terms of believing ourselves. Let's just fake that belief from day one of just, you know, I can, for instance, create a podcast that's as good as the happy home birth podcast. Like (laughs) tell yourself that, right? Like I would, I can create, you know, a birth course that's as good as Kylie's birth course. I can support women as good as any doula out there. I would love if you would go into it with that energy And something else I need people to realize is that if you look around to the people that you look up to in the birth community, they didn't get there. Because they're some experty, expert, most smartest person in the world. They didn't get there because their passion is bigger than yours. Like, I promise you that your passion is not, you know, that I promise you that my passion and Caitlin's passion is not bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. I promise you that we got to where we are today because we didn't give ourselves an option of failure. If we quote unquote failed, we learned a lesson and we tried again and we just kept going and we kept believing in ourselves. So, when you look around and you look at all the other other, like birth influencers or birth educators that you look up to don't think that they got there because they're special they just got there because they didn't give up and that could absolutely be you like very fast and i'm talking very fast uh how cool that the turnover is so high in terms of someone gets pregnant and nine months later they have a baby like that's the turnover potentially for your success as a doula too like you know 10 months from now, you could essentially build a business that's bigger than mine and Caitlin's put together. That absolutely happens like all the time. So don't ever think that you're not worthy. You don't have enough passion. You don't have enough expertise and start realizing that like, man, maybe if you just believe in yourself and, you know, keep doing it and never give up that, that kind of, you know, career or lifestyle or that kind of impact is, is there for you too. So that's what I would say. The second thing I want to say, and I don't know if it's okay that I mention this right now, but I have decided, and Caitlin has invited me so graciously to host a private workshop just for you guys. So just for the listeners of the Happy Home Birth podcast, just for Caitlin's community. Nobody else is coming. It is just us, the listeners of this podcast, and we are going to talk about all of the things that we talked about today. We're going to dive into like some of the myths that are keeping, you know, Aspiring doula stuck and not wanting to jump in, and then we're really going to break down that that five part essentially sequence, those five pillars that really can take anyone from just getting started, brand new, know nothing about you know birth or being a doula, all the way to having a a really big impact and a worldwide impact where you're not just supporting birth in person, but you're also impacting like the global birth community. So that class is going to be next week. You can find all of the details probably. In the show notes, I'm sure Caitlin will tell you where you can find the details. And uh, super excited to to continue this conversation, and of course, do like a live Q and A and answer all of your questions during that workshop.
1: Yep. So that's going to be December 5th, and I'll keep all of those. I'll put all of the notes in the show notes, and you guys can go ahead and sign up super easily that way. Kylie, thank you for doing that. I am so excited to be able to offer this to all of these women that I know. Are going to be so excited about a tangible step forward. Like, how do we take this tangible step forward to a career that is supportive of our families and supportive of our passions? So I know this is going to be mind blowing. Um, and, and we'll be able to have a replay for that as well. Is that right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So
1: if you can't make it live, just sign up anyway and we'll get you the replay right after. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait for it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Kylie. Thank you so much for coming back on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. It's so full circle to be able to have you back, um, you know, several years into your career. You have made such an impact on the lives of, I mean, really think about it, countless Countless doulas, countless birth workers, but then that filtering down to the mothers, to the babies, to the relationships of that dyad where women are able to greet their child and meet them for the first time and step into motherhood with that sense of confidence and trust in themselves, trust in their bodies, trust in this, in this process. I think it's, it's unbelievably exciting. And I am so excited to head to your workshop and, um, and meet with everybody there. So thank you times a thousand for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
0: Oh my gosh, pinch me so much, pinch me. I'm sitting here with chills because you said that. Um, The last thing that I wanna leave everyone with is that you don't have to sit on the sidelines for whatever reason. You don't have to sit on the sidelines because you can't attend births in person right now. You don't have to sit on the sidelines because you're a homeschooling mom. You don't have to sit on the sidelines because you think you don't know enough or you're not experienced enough. None of that. Like your passion is enough to be the fuel that like leads all of this forward. So as long as you have the passion, I believe that anything is is possible, you're capable of anything. Stop sitting on the sidelines, come to the workshop and let's let's chat about essentially what we can do to make this uh, a, a legacy for you so you can build that legacy for your community and also your kids.
1: You bring the passion, Kylie's gonna bring the systems and we are just gonna have a good old party. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much, Kylie. Okay, how amazing was that? I just love speaking with Kylie. She is so authentically herself and such a joy to speak with. And she is also so incredibly business-oriented and mother and birth worker oriented. Such a great package. And I cannot wait for the event that we have planned for you next Tuesday, December 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That is when we are going to have our exclusive Happy Home Birth listeners only free teaching called Free Training for New and Aspiring Doulas. How to turn your passion for birth into a full-time career as a doula so you can feed your soul and your family even if you don't want to be on call 24-7. You guys, it's going to be an incredible time so make sure that you sign up today. The link will be placed in the show notes, but you can also just go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash birthworker to save your seat. All right, my friends, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I cannot wait to see you next Tuesday on this incredible webinar. That's all I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode.